Welcome back to the Air Out Podcast. I am your host, per usual, Lucas Shu. Today we don't have any guests on. We'll try to get some. Couldn't. Next week we will for sure. I'm already working on getting a guest for the Packers 49ers game for Thursday Night Football. But uh, just getting right into the picks. We're going to talk a little bit more about Thursday Night Football since that's what I was going to talk about with the guest. But last week we were 11-3, and my best week, I think, of the entire year. And now the total for our record... Uh, the whole year is 69-35-1, which is just straight-up pick em games. We're not doing spread, not doing any of that stuff. We're just doing straight-up pick em. Who thinks going to win? 69-35-1, the tie coming from that uh, Bengals game, Bengals-Eagles game. We're just going to dive right into it. Thursday Night Football, Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, it's gonna... The Falcons have been... One of the unluckiest teams in the NFL, maybe in history. I mean, <laughs> last week they were winning against the Lions. They didn't need to score. They just to, they just need to get a first down. And it's game over. They didn't want to score. They shouldn't have scored. The scoring gives you less of a chance of winning. The handoff to Todd Gurley before the snap. If you haven't seen the video, Matt Ryan looks at Todd Gurley directly. It's not like he's looking on the snap. He looks directly at Todd Gurley's face. He says, do not score. Get the first down and go down. Get the first down and go down. He says it multiple times. Multiple times on Tiger. And Tiger acknowledges it and says, yes. Like, I know. I understand. He acknowledges what to do. They line up, hand the ball off to Kagurley. The uh, Lions try tackling him before the first down. He breaks a tackle. Those are shoulder and guy breaks a tackle. Gets on the first down, but then keeps running. Is it like, it's like 15 yards. Keeps running and stumbles into the end zone. He realizes it like at the two yard line, like, oh, I can't go into the end zone. I shouldn't go in the end zone. Doesn't matter. Stumbles, falls into the end zone, touchdown Falcons. Obviously Falcons are pissed off, like, what are we doing? We didn't want to do that. We gave the Lions a chance to score. Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay go down the field. Kenny Galladay makes some insane catches. And then the Lions go down, win the game. It was one of the most Falcons things I've ever seen in my life. They it was just a there's no real way to describe it besides that's Falcon football, essentially. They've been screwed over so many times this season. The This game, then the uh, Cowboys game with the, on, the weird, weird onside kick. It's just been a brutal season for the Falcons and their fans, for that matter. On the other side of the field, we have the Panthers. Panthers have been a really, like, underrated team and not really talked about team. Even they're, they're pretty decent. I mean, they look a lot better than they did last year. Joe Brady comes in there from uh, LSU. Matt Rule comes in there from Baylor. And they got this team looking actually pretty good. They're 3-4, and four, so don't have a winning record at all right now. But they looked they looked decent. They looked decent. They looked better than they did last year. Uh, Terry Bridgewater is looking a lot better than he did before. This passing game looks good. Robbie Anderson was a steal for them in free agency. He is looking great. DJ Moore is looking good. Uh, this whole offense is looking good, especially without Christian McCaffrey. Especially without Christian McCaffrey. This offense is just looking good. Defense is looking solid. Uh, Jeremy Chin has struggled a bit this year, but he's playing a really, basically, Isaiah Simmons-esque role, a college role, or a role we expected for Isaiah Simmons, where he's playing safety, he's playing linebacker, he's playing cornerback, he's playing deep safety, being all these roles. And he struggled a little bit in them, but... It gives a little potential for the future. But for now, I'm going to go with the Panthers over the Falcons in this game. 
the Packers, I think the Panthers are a better team in pretty much every aspect. Better defense, better offense, better passing game. Maybe not a better passing game. But I think it's going to be a good game here. And I think the Panthers are going to win this one. First game for Sunday, we have the Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens. This game is a battle between the two top teams in the AFC North right now. Steelers obviously undefeated and they defeated the Tennessee Titans uh, last week. And again, it shouldn't have been that close because Ben Roethlisberger threw an interception. And then we have the Ravens, who are now 5-1 and one and look pretty good. They don't look as good as they did last year where Lamar Jackson is piecing everybody up in this defense and shutting everybody down and they just look incredible. Steelers, I think I'm going to go with Steelers in this game because I just don't know how well this Ravens offense is going to handle the Steelers defense. I mean, the Steelers have to have the highest, I don't know the number, but the Steelers have to have the highest blitz percentage in the NFL right now. They have to. I mean, every single play they're blitzing. And they have one of the best run defenses uh, run defenses in the NFL right now because not because they're filling gaps well or, or knowing their assignments and all this. So they're doing that well, obviously, too. But they're blitzing the living daylights out of people. So they're just getting in the backfield every second and TJ Watt's doing stuff you shouldn't be able to do in the NFL field, and he's just looking great. He's looking like his brother JJ. But they're blitzing the living deals out of people, so you're having just, like, seven guys attack you at once. And unless you're blocking seven guys, you're not going to do anything with it. And it's just incredible what they're doing in Pittsburgh right now, defensive-wise. They are going all out right now. Ravens, similar defense, where they got a really good defense, and they like to attack you, like to blitz as well. Just not doing as good as the Steelers right now. And I think I'm going to go Pittsburgh in this game to beat the Ravens. But I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it could be like a three-point game, honestly. And it could come down to the final few possessions. Rams versus the Dolphins. This is True Take of Iloa's first game, I believe, in the NFL. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one, Tua, because he's going against a really good de- a good defense, higher in defense with Jalen Ramsey outside and then you got Aaron Donald inside and unless the Dolphins try to do something with Aaron Donald the Dolphins don't have a good offensive line right now they don't have a good offensive line but if they don't do anything about Aaron Donald they leave him one-on-one with whoever he's going against uh, any of those interior offensive linemen or even outside offensive linemen whoever he goes against you need to give him some help you need to get double team him you need to just give him Give that offensive lineman help. You have to go after Aaron Donald or he's going to wreck your game. He's going to get after Tua quickly and he's going <laughs> to hit Tua hard. Did it Alex Smith. He's going to do it to anybody he faces. He's just that good. You need to double him every single play or he's going to get ugly. Rams, I mean, I think they're going to win this game. They got too many nice offensive pieces. Robert Woods, uh, Cooper Cup, Jared Goff. They all look really good. It's just, there's not really, I think it should be a 10 score game, 10 point score game from the Rams. I think they're going to handle the Dolphins fairly easily. And I think it could get uglier if the Dolphins don't do anything about Aaron Donald. Next game, I'm really going to talk about for like 20 seconds because I really don't think it deserves much more than that. It's the Jets versus the Chiefs. It's the worst team in the NFL right now versus probably the best team in the NFL right now. Unless you consider the Buccaneers better than the Chiefs, but I consider the Chiefs better. It's just going to be a slaughter. I mean... The Chiefs are going to put up like 28 points in the first half, if not more. The Jets are going to put up like three, and it's going to get ugly. I mean, 
Rick, Mahomes probably won't make it. Mahomes is going to get benched because they're going to be winning with so much. They're just going to take him out of the game because they don't want to get him hurt. And they're going to bring in the backup for like just run the ball with whoever we want. And it's just going to be a brutally ugly game. It's... If you have a Chiefs player in fantasy, you're going to get a lot of points. No matter who you have. Tevers Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, whoever. They're going to score a crap ton of points for you. Vikings versus the Packers. Uh, the Vikings versus Vikings played the Packers originally in week one in that really high-scoring game where Aaron Rodgers looked like Aaron Rodgers of old. And I think the Packers could continue to do it to the Vikings. The Vikings losing Cameron Dantzler to COVID and putting him on the COVID-19 list. So that's another cornerback who's out. So now it's probably going to be Jeff Gladney and... Man, it's going to be ugly. Because whoever you put into Adams, no matter who it is, he's going to torch you. The only time that he didn't look good was against the Buccaneers. But every other time he's played this season, essentially, he's looked great. They looked incredible last week against the Texans. Granted, the Texans have nobody on defense, really, besides the linebackers. And they're not even doing that incredible right now. But their secondary is garbage, so I expected that. And last time, Devonta Adams played against the Vikings, he put up an over 100 yards again, and they couldn't do anything about it. He attacked him over the middle, he attacked him on the outside, he just torched him. And I could see that happening again. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to go off again. I think Devonta Adams is going to go off again. I think we could get like another Marquez Velda scantling appearance where he gets like two catches, but they're just bombs. Like like 60, like 50 yard plus down the field, just huge shows from Aaron Rodgers. And I think it's going to be a 10 plus point deficit. Uh, 10 plus point win for the Packers. Excuse me, they're going by 10. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. Packers over the Vikings in that game. Colts versus the Lions. This is going to be an interesting game, I think, because it's two solid teams. Two just decent teams. Obviously, the Lions, you got... Uh, last week, you had they had uh, the big comeback, come-behind win against the Falcons, and like I said before, when Kenny Galladay just went off. And uh, just save the game for the Lions, essentially. He just cut everything they threw at him and save the game for them, essentially. On the other side of the field, you have the Indianapolis Colts. And they're just another solid team. They uh, they didn't play last week at all, so they're 4-2 right now. But it's just another solid game. Phil Rivers is looking okay. Their offense is looking okay. Uh, their offline, I think, is incredible. And there's not really much to give us. There's nothing drawing me into this game at all. But I'm going to go with the Colts over the Lions in this game. Raiders versus the Browns. <sighs> the Raiders have looked decent at times. They have a lot, a lot of points to teams recently. A lot of points. But they look decent at times. I mean, they always have that deep threat now. And Henry Ruggs and Nelson Aguilar. So they're stretching the field a lot more than they have in recent years. But they're still just not that great. On the other side, the Cleveland Browns, who their whole offense is looking a lot better since Stefanski got there and since the beginning of the year. I mean, they brought in two offensive linemen in uh, Jedrick Wills and Jack Conklin. And then <laughs> those guys aren't even the best offensive linemen. It's Wyatt Teller, who has looked like a freak of nature at guard. And the coach has done a great job with play calling and play design. 
Baker Mayfield's looked looked good last week. Looked really good against the Bengals last week. Uh, come from a high win there in uh, Cleveland, but he's just struggled. Besides that game against Cincinnati, he's not looked the best. That's it. Pittsburgh game, granted, it's against Pittsburgh, who blitzes the living daylights out of you and makes you look dumb. But against Pittsburgh, he didn't look the best. The, one of the first plays of the game, he threw an interception to Minka Fitzpatrick on a simple play concept. I mean, Minka's dropping down to a robber roll, and he just threw it directly into his chest, and Minka was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> he didn't, Minka didn't do anything in that play. He just caught the ball. But I'm going to go to the Browns in this game. I think the Browns will continue to win, continue the winning ways, excuse me, and advance to 6-2. And... Two, and it's going to make the AFC North very interesting because the Steelers right now are undefeated. The Ravens, I believe, have one win. i to double-check that. Yep, so it's Steelers undefeated, 6-0, Ravens 5-1, Browns 5-2, excuse me. If the Browns win this game, which I think they will, and the Steelers lose, it's going to make the Steelers 6-1, the Ravens 6-1, and the Browns 6-2. So all three of those teams are within either shot of the AFC North. Granted, if the Ravens lose that game and the Steelers advance to 7-0, it's going to make the AFC North a bit harder. But if Ravens win and the Browns win, it's going to make that AFC North race insane. I mean, they're going to be eight weeks through the season and it's going to be a game away. It's be a game of separation. Next up, oh, you're taking Browns in the game. Next up, we have Titans versus Bengals. I'm Titans were in that really, really high-scoring game last week against the uh, Steelers. Steelers just talked about a little while ago. But they're in that really, really high-scoring game. Not really high-scoring game, but that really exciting game, I guess you could put it, against the Steelers. They lost 27-24. But uh, they shouldn't have been that close in the game. I mean, Big Ben threw the interception late in the game and looked made the game a lot closer than it should have been. Still lost that game, but I'm still believing the Titans. I think Ryan Tannehill is a really good QB. I think he is. This offense is really good. And I think the Titans are a legit team. The Bengals, on the other hand, I'm not a big believer in. I'm not saying I don't think the Bengals are a good team. Or they're t- I'm not saying the Bengals are a terrible team for that matter. But I think they got a really nice future. I just don't think they're ready yet. I think Titans are going to win this game fairly handily. I think they're going to torch the Bengals defense. I think they're probably 35 plus points pretty easily. I mean, you got, when you got Tannehill and you got. Offense openers like John O. Smith and A.J. Brown. I mean, it's simple. Taking this over the Bengals in this game. Patriots versus the Bills. In any other circumstance, I'd take the Patriots. This is this wasn't this year, and the Bills weren't playing this way. I'd take the Patriots, but the Patriots have struggled a lot. They've struggled a lot. They've looked good the first couple of weeks. They looked unstoppable the first couple of weeks. But besides that, they have not looked good. They've struggled last week against the, uh, excuse me, against the, the 49ers. They got their butts handed to them on a silver platter, 33-6. to Struggled the week before that against the Denver Broncos, who, I mean, destroyed them too, just shut them down defensively. Didn't allow no run on them and got after Cam Newton and made Cam look stupid out there. And it's just a bad team so far. I mean... There's no other part of They're 2-4 and four right now. They're sitting in third place in the AFC East behind the uh, Dolphins and the Bills. Only team they're Bob is the worst team in the NFL and the New York Jets. But 
they're just not looking good this year. Simple as that. And the Bills, on their hand, Josh Allen struggled after a couple weeks now. He looked great the first couple weeks. Now he struggled a bit. I mean, I gotta go Bills here. I think Bills are gonna win this game. I think it's gonna be a fairly, not easy win, but a fairly handily win for the Bills. I think they can win by seven. I know Bill Belichick's a really great coach. Nothing we have taken away from him, but I think they're gonna win this game. Chargers versus Broncos. Uh, the whole story with uh, LA Chargers is Justin Herbert throwing missiles around the field. And he's looking great at it. He just needs to get working on the stuff in between that stuff. So like the intermediate, the short stuff. And if he can do that, he's going to be a great player in the NFL. He's looking great so far. I understand the Denver Broncos got their butt handed to them by the Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody really looked good that game outside of Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles looked good last week for them. Alberto looked good last week for them. But besides that, it was a rough game for Denver. Drew Locke looked bad. He looked bad. No way to put it. He looked bad. But I wanted to give the Broncos the win here, but I think we'll go to the Chargers. Chargers have such a good defense. They got such a good pass rushing unit. They got such a good secondary, and it's going to make the Broncos offense a living nightmare. It's going to look it's gonna look ugly for the Broncos. 49ers versus the Seahawks. Oh, excuse me. Sanchez Bears first. Uh, Bears played the last week against the Rams, and I don't think, yeah, their offense did not score once. Their defense scored, but their offense did not score once. Their offense scored, offense gets it once. Their offense scored three points. They scored a field goal. They scored a touchdown, though. Didn't get the end zone once. And I see Nick Foles calling out Matt Nagy, saying he's calling plays that no, won't work, and that they can't get in in time. And this offense is really struggling. Nick Foles hasn't looked good either. He's thrown just mystifyingly bad throws like what are you doing out there kind of throws and it's just the Bears offense is just terrible there's another way to put it they are looking awful they need a new QB this year and if they don't take a QB in the first round I really don't know what they're doing I mean unless there's like unless all of them get taken in the first like four picks like like if Trey Lance Justin Fields uh Trevor Lawrence all these guys go immediately like Kyle Trask uh this BYU kid, Zach, like in this game right now, if they all just go early, I mean, I get it then, but you got to get a QB. You got to get a new kid in there immediately. You got to get Trubisky out. You got to sit falls on the bench. And you got to get this kid some reps. Whoever's going to be, you got to get him reps. Obviously, you don't have to, but man, you got to change something in that offense. You have Allen Robinson. You have an okay offensive line. You have, you have a lot of pieces that can work. You got a good defense. That defense is going to last forever. Defense is so volatile. <laughs> it can change overnight. You got to fix this team. You ha- They have pieces. As a Packers fan, I don't want to admit, but they have nice pieces. They have Khalil Mack. They have Eddie, ja- Eddie Jackson. They have all these guys. Akeem Hicks on the other side of the ball. An offense, you got Allen Robinson. You got all these pieces. You got a decent uh, offensive line. You got Cole Komet, who could be something nice in the future. I mean, you got to get a new QB in there and quick. Speaking of QBs, we have the New Orleans Saints are playing against. I think Drew Brees struggled a lot in the beginning of the year. He did not look good whatsoever. They managed to beat the Panthers. He's looking better. He looked ugly against the Chargers, but they go with the Saints in this game. They might be getting Michael Thomas back. I'm not sure on that exactly. They might be. 
but I'm going to go with the Saints game over the Chicago Bears. 49ers versus the Seahawks. The battle of the NFC West. I wrote about this game in my, one of my articles for a fan cited, and it's the NFC West is such an interesting, interesting division right now because they're all just good. I mean, you got the Seahawks at five and one, the Cardinals at five and two, the Rams at five and two, and the 49ers at five and three. And if the 49ers want to make a run and to get in the to get in the uh, this home like a home game to win the division. They're going to have to do it like right now. It's going to have to start with this game. If they lose this game, it's going to be a hard, hard hill to climb. Because they're going to need some losses from the Seahawks. They're going to need losses from the uh, Cardinals. They're going to need losses from the Rams. And I don't know if they're figuring it again. I think the Rams are going to win this week. So it's going to make it even harder on this. The Rams are probably going to go 6-2. If the Seahawks beat the 49ers, the Seahawks are going to go 6-1. It's going to be a rough hill to climb if they can't beat them. I mean, there's no other way to put it. The Cardinals don't play this week at all, so they kind of looked out there, depending on who the Cardinals would have played. But uh, let's see who the Cardinals play next week, first of all, before I say anything about that. Cardinals play the Dolphins, so they could easily win that game. The 49ers need to win this game if they want to get back in a division race. Because if they don't, and the Rams win, and the Seahawks win, they go 6-2, and two, Rams go six and two, excuse me. Seahawks go six and one, and the Cardinals stay at five and two. And if we're now talking about four and four, we could be looking at possibly a a non-playoff team in the 49ers. I mean, they have NFC West might send three teams to the playoffs. It's it's that simple. And plus, you got other NFC teams that are competing really good, looking really good too. Nobody in the NFC East is. Looking so they're only going to send one team to the playoffs there. But the Packers and the Bears, both Packers five and one, and should win this week. So go to six and one. Bears and five and two. I think they're going to uh, lose this week. But five and three is still hard to come back from. Still above them. Buccaneers are five and two right now, and they're playing the Giants on Monday night. Saints are four and two. I think they're going to beat the Bears. So they're going to go to five and two. It's going to be a tough hill to climb very tough hill to climb and the 49ers need to win this week and I don't think they will I think it's going to be a really close game I think it's going to be a high scoring game but I think the Seahawks can pull it out I think the Russell Wilson factor is too much for me to ignore and I think the Seahawks can win this game I think the 49ers are going to drop down to 4-4 four 1-2 and four, one and two in the division it's it sucks for 49ers fans but it's the truth I think they they need to win this week or they are they're going to He's so out of luck. Because next week they play on Thursday night and they play against the Green Bay Packers. Granted, it's a home game for San Francisco. That's the one saving grace, but you're still going against one of the best offenses in the NFL right now in the Green Bay Packers. Seahawks are 49ers in this game. Moving from talking about one of the best divisions in the NFC, or the NFL in general, most entertaining ones, to one of the <laughs> most... The, the, the worst division in the NFL right now. The NFC East. Cowboys versus the Eagles. The Eagles sit at 2-4-1. The Washington football team sits at 2-5. The Cowboys sit at 2-5. And, and the Giants sit at 1-6. The Giants are within striking range right now. And they're at the bottom of the division with one win. That should not be a thing. It should not be a thing that the, the Giants should not have a shot. But they technically do. If they win on Monday. Which, we'll get into that later. 
like Cowboys versus the Eagles. The Cowboys are, I I don't know what to say about the Cowboys. They are one of the the weirdest. <laughs> it's an interesting, interesting team. I guess the way to put it. They lost Dick, Dak Prescott. Sadly, I'm. It was such an ugly loss, and I didn't want to see it. Nobody wanted to see that happen. They're bringing Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton. I thought Andy Dalton was a decent QB. I think he's a the one of the better backups in the NFL. But that wasn't true at all. The Dak Prescott must be one of the best players in the NFL right now, or uh, Andy Dalton's lost all of his skill. The, I mean, the Cowboys lost last week to the Washington football team. They don't only lose to them, but they lost to them in a big way. They lost to them 25-3. They got stomped by Washington. They looked terrible. 142 yards in total for the Cowboys. It was a mess for them. They got just... They butt-tanned them. It was ugly. Everything looked terrible. Terry McLaurin torched Trevon Diggs. Just torched him. And it wasn't even a competition. He just... uh, Ran outside, gone. Just <laughs> threw. I don't know how many yards it was. Like, it was a deep throw to the end zone. He caught it, touchdown. It wasn't even a. Tim Diggs wasn't even near him. It was ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. No other way to put it. Eagles, on the other hand, have been another really weird team. They beat the Giants on Thursday night. Barely on that Boston Sky catch from Carson Wentz. That was an absolute missile. Great throw by Carson Wentz, but it was an ugly game. It's 22 to 21. They won that game barely. Again, it's just such a... I mean, if the Giants won that game, the Eagles would have been 1-5-1 and, and the Giants would have been 2-5. So the Giants would have been uh, probably the top of the division. If not, they would have been tied with Washington. It's just such a weird division. But I'm going to go with the Eagles in this game. I think the Eagles' offense is just actually decent. And I think they're going to offense something like great against the Cowboys because the Cowboys' defense just sucks so bad. Monday night, we got the Buccaneers versus the Giants. The Giants struggled all year. They're not a good team whatsoever. Daniel Jones is looking bad. And they're going against one of the best defenses and offenses in the NFL and the Tampa Buccaneers. The Buccaneers beat them very easily, and I think they just absolutely crushed them. Another way to put it. And right, you don't need to talk much this game. It's a 1-6 team facing a 5-2 team, and the 5-2 team is one of the best teams in the NFL. Easily top three team. That's all for the podcast today, guys. I'm going to recap all the games. So, Falcons versus the Panthers taking the Panthers. Steelers over the Ravens. Rams over the Dolphins. Chiefs over the Jets. Packers over the Vikings. Colts over the Lions. Browns over the Raiders. Titans versus the Bengals. Bills versus the Patriots. Bills over the Patriots, excuse me. Yeah, Colts over the Lions. Browns over the Raiders. Titans over the Bengals. Bills over the Patriots. Chargers over the Broncos. Saints over the Bears, Seahawks over the Niners, Eagles over the Cowboys, Buccaneers over the Giants. I think I got that. Steel- Panthers, Steelers, Rams, Chiefs, Packers, Colts, Browns, Titans, Bills, Chargers, Saints, Seahawks, Eagles, and Buccaneers. That is all, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, we're going to try... We're. I'm very, very confident we'll get something in the podcast. It's going to be Packers versus the 49ers on Thursday Night Football, and I'm very confident. I have a few people who I know can help me out and come on the podcast for sure. Anyways, thank you for listening, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast Twitter account at AirItOutPod on Twitter, at AirItOutPod on Twitter. It's all one word. 
and then subscribe to my Twitter account at LucasShow2, the number two, not the not the word two, dot T-W-O, the number two, at LucasShow2, L-U-C-A-S-S-C-H-U-H, number two. Thank you for listening, guys. See you later.